hello and welcome to another episode of Psychosis. I'm your host, Mervyn. Today, we're going to be talking about level of expressed emotion in the caregivers and family members of those experiencing psychosis. And I'll get into what that means and I'll get into talking a little bit about what, what can be done to reduce that level of expressed emotion, particularly the level of ex- negative emotion that's being expressed. And we will hopefully explore um, some ways that we can reduce it and some ways that we can improve communication within the family of people experiencing psychosis. I should say before I start that I'm not a clinician. I don't have any um, particular qualifications, medical or otherwise. I'm just a supportive voice offering encouragement to those experiencing psychosis and to people ar- and to the people around uh, the individual experiencing psychosis so that we can um, offer encouragement and care and support and hopefully uh, healing along your path to recovery. Expressed emotion started to be uh, researched in the 1950s when researchers started to figure out that outcomes for patients with psychosis were impacted by the behavior of family members. So family members and caregivers of individuals with psychosis can have an impact on outcomes for the individual with psychosis. And the research was started, like I said, in the 1950s. And they were observing that close emotional ties between families had an impact on on patients' behavior. So they started to research the relationship or the links between, um, between... attitudes of the family members and the patient's final or the patient's repeated relapse or recovery or the patient with psychosis's um, outcomes health-wise. So put simply, the level of expressed emotion is the caregiver's attitude toward the person the patient with psychosis as reflected by their comments that they make about the patient during interviews so you could imagine that caregivers and family members would talk to um, psychiatrists and social workers and and the medical health professionals And it starts to come out in these interviews that some families have significant characteristics uh, that could be seen as negative uh, in their attitudes toward the person with psychosis. 
And so when they measured these attitudes that were negative toward the person with psychosis, they started to figure out that it it has an impact on the person's um, recovery and likelihood of relapse. And it and it was found uh, for a wide range of mental disorders, not just psychosis. And the theory was that. Um, the theory as it goes is that it's a major stress at home and that this has an association with the recurrence of illness this negative expressed emotion high expressed emotion is provides way too much stress for the individual in their home life and in their family life and this could lead to a recurrence of illness so so it's really specific even though it's called expressed emotion high expressed emotion is really interested in not the full range of expressed emotions but really significantly negative attitudes these are the ones that lead to a likelihood of relapse. So, based on the research, what they find is the following behavioral patterns of family members lead to um, or are defined as high expressed emotion criticism, hostility and emotional over-involvement. So these behaviors are not necessarily unique to individual to family members of individuals with a m- mental health problems. These behaviors could be could characterize any normal family. But among people experiencing psychosis their vulnerability to stress um, suggests that high expressed emotion can lead to uh, really bad outcomes for the for the individual experiencing psychosis and so the idea is that when family members are in an interview and expressing high levels of criticism and hostility and emotional over-involvement in the patient experiencing psychosis's life, then these same high expressed emotion attitudes um, are seen, are expected to be seen in the family home in actual interactions within the families of of individuals experiencing mental illness. So the research that was conducted to look at that did in fact confirm that communication patterns in families with high expressed emotion relatives were usually characterized by more intense and negative verbal exchanges and more conflict and more opposition. And 
So, as a result, expressed emer- expressed emotion s- started to be used to refer to the quality of family interactions, but really the existence of hostility, criticism, and emotional over-involvement. And the idea is that even if you have a genetic predisposition to psychosis, these stressors in the home could result in further risk of relapse, poorer outcomes clinically in the long run. And much of the review that I've been discussing today is based on an excellent overview of expressed emotion in schizophrenia and I'll post a link to that article which I found to be exceptionally helpful in forming my understanding of the research. I'll post a link to that article in the comments section of this podcast so that if you want to review the research yourself you're more than welcome to and as I said at the outset I'm not an expert I'm just a supportive voice, and I hope to be able to point you in the right direction if you're interested in learning more about this. So I'd like to break down the idea of expressed emotion into those categories of critical comments, hostility, and emotional over-involvement. There's also warmth and positive regard. So let's talk, let's talk about critical comments to start. So these are basically counted during an interview with family members, whether it be the spouse or the parents of uh, the individual experiencing psychosis. And what, what they're looking at here is... Um, Anger, angry exchanges with the patient um, that they seem to be able to, they seem to be unable to prevent, but also unable to ignore. So some families with high expressed emotion will tend to get angry and violent, but highly critical. So Some examples would be a patient is unable to get up in the morning and maybe the patient's parents, the individual who's experiencing psychosis, perhaps their parents are highly critical of them for being unable to get up in the morning. Another example is not washing regularly, not practicing good hygiene. Another example is criticizing them for not participating in household tasks. So any of these examples might be described by someone or might be criticized by caregivers for being lazy and selfish. Unfortunately, in this context, what you need to understand is that these are potential expressions of symptoms of the psychosis. 
In other words, being unable to get up in the morning, practice having a poor hygiene or failing to wash regularly, not helping out around the house with various household tasks, these are all potential symptoms of actual negative symptoms, as they call them, of psychosis. And most critical comments do seem to focus on these types of withdrawal behaviors, as opposed to focusing on complaining and criticizing about delusions and hallucinations. Now, people low in expressed emotion are more compassionate because they're able to to recognize um, the individuals experiencing psychosis. These withdrawal behaviors are, they're able to recognize and sympathize because they, they realize that these withdrawal behaviors are manifestations, potential manifestations of the illness. So there's more compassion there, there's more care, there's less criticism in that case. So criticism could involve um, talking in a higher, at a higher volume about the, the individual's behaviors that frustrate them. They could talk faster, more angry. They, those who are critical may feel the burden of the individual experiencing psychosis. They may feel like living with that person is more difficult or comment that that person is ignoring or not following their advice. Hostility is the next... Uh, the next piece of expressed emotion that I want to explore. So the way the researchers looked at hostility, this is, this is really what comes to mind when you think of somebody being very hostile. So it's expressed by rejection of the individual experiencing psychosis. And this is really hard because... Um, the, these are close caregivers, close loved ones expressing unmanageable anger and irritation and critical comments and rejecting the person experiencing psychosis outright. So imagine just the stress and how painful that would be to experience that if you're the individual going through psychosis. And if you are uh, experiencing that, I want to say that we're here for you. We care about you. I'd love to hear from you um, so that we can offer our support to you. Um, Unmanageable anger and irritation by caregivers toward the person experiencing psychosis is obviously triggered 
by the people not fully understanding the condition. They should be educated more so that they can be more accepting and patient. And hostility expressed through anger, yelling. Um, this isn't this isn't acceptable, and and this needs to be um, dealt with through proper education of the individuals so that they can be more accepting and caring. Some example is caregivers might state that the individual experiencing psychosis has caused their own problems for themselves. They may reject the individual experiencing psychosis and not want them to live with them. They may shout them down shout at them, getting easily angry and irritated with the individual experiencing psychosis. Or they may make outlandish accusations against the individual, such as, oh, you can, you can control what you're doing, you're in control of it, you're just acting. So these are some of the hostile attitudes that could be expressed by caregivers. And again, I want to say if anybody listening has experienced these things, um, we're here for you. We want to be here for you as a community and express our concern and support for you. Emotional over-involvement is the last factor of expressed emotion that I want to explore for today. Although there are others, and we'll pick up where we left off next time. So emotional over-involvement has to do with being overly emotional. Family members of the individual experiencing psychosis may, may make too many self-sacrifices and over-identify with the condition. The best way the, and basically an extreme over-protectiveness of the individual experiencing psychosis. And this will cut down on the individual's personal skills and self-reliance so that in the long run this over-protectiveness results in the person's recovery being re- being interfered with. So the best way that I can explain what's happening here is caregivers blame themselves for what the individual is going through and they feel like it's their own fault. And so then a lot of pity and babying the individual. Um... And this is not healthy. It's not leading to positive results. It's one of the factors of, of being high in expressed emotion. Because, yes, some people, particularly the parents of the child who develops psychosis, they may, may feel guilty for the child's illness and take a disproportionately high amount of responsibility for what the individual is going through. And we know that there's nothing worse than feeling like you are fully responsible for something that you can't actually control. 
But this overprotectiveness for the person experiencing psychosis, as I mentioned a brief moment ago, has the unfortunate effect of discouraging self-development and personal skills and self-reliance. So it could lead to a dependence of the individual experiencing psychosis on on those caregivers that are overprotective. And this state of becoming too dependent could lead the individual experiencing psychosis to feel like their ability to cope without continuous support doesn't exist. So, one of the things that I'd like to talk about in future episodes is showing care without taking full blame and feeling the guilt. Showing care without blaming themselves, blaming yourself. Caregivers can provide care without blaming themselves for everything, feeling like everything is their fault. In, f- in the next episode, I'd like to talk about showing warmth rather than showing pity. So, warmth will lead to better outcomes for the patient than pity because we want to allow the individual experiencing psychosis to carry out his or her daily activities, take care of themselves, and take personal responsibility for their fulfilling their important needs. Well, that's it for today. I hope that you've learned something and I hope you've enjoyed listening. If you have any questions or any comments and you want to send them my way, please find the email address in the comment section of this podcast. I hope that you keep in mind that I'm not a professional, I'm not a clinician, and I'm I'm just a supportive voice. And So if there are any follow-up questions, you may want to raise them with your own family doctor or with your support team and health team. But as I mentioned earlier, if you're feeling like you need support through the hostility, please feel free to reach out. There is a community out there um, of supportive individuals who knows what you're going through. And I think that under some circumstances, it may make a lot of sense for you to reach out to that community, to take steps for yourself, to build social support where you can build it. As I said, that's it for today. Next time, I'll be picking up where I left off with with a couple other factors involved in expressed emotion, namely warmth and positive regard so these will be the more positive aspects of expressed emotion that 
when understood, can actually contribute to, when followed through, can actually contribute to positive outcomes for the individual. So that's it. I hope that you, I hope that you would be well, and I wish you all the best.